So I want to talk just briefly about today's feast day, and then I want to go back in time to tomorrow, yesterday, to uh, discuss that feast day. But today is the feast of St. Jerome. And what's important to know about Jerome is uh, he really helped with the Bible. And he was the one that translated the Bible from Greek into Latin. And translating is not an easy thing to do. So he, uh, he really poured over the sacred scriptures, and he said, ignorance of the Bible is ignorance of Christ. If you really want to know Jesus, you've got to read his word. You've got to study it and let it fall deeper and deeper into your heart. And today we're very thankful for all the St. Jerome did for us. Um, later on, you know, the, the Bible will be translated from Latin into the various languages, Spanish, English, Greek, uh, well, uh, German, all the different languages of the earth. But uh, right, right now, official documents of the church are still written in Latin. Um, we still have uh, Latin masses and things. It's very much part of our tradition. And so that's who St. Jerome was. But I want to talk primarily today about yesterday's feast day. Does anybody know what the feast day of yesterday was? Mm -hmm. That's right, the archangels. We have St. Michael, St. Gabriel, and St. Raphael. And I want to talk about angels today in this homily because uh, it's something that we really need to know about. It's very, very important. But it's kind of hard to understand them because they're so much, um, they're so much different than, uh, than you and I. And you can talk about angels by looking at the Bible, but you can also even just philosophically. I remember when I was studying philosophy, that I took a, um, a class on the existence and nature of uh, angels. And it was a fascinating course. I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the stuff I learned uh, in that class. But first off, angels, there's nine, they call them choirs of angels. Now, a choir in this sense is not like uh, Guillermo and his, the choirs that sing for mass and stuff like that. It's a term for groups of angels. So there's three sets of three choirs of angels. And each, each uh, choir has a different task that they do up in heaven. So the highest one, the cherubim and seraphim, they're the highest of all the angels. And they're in charge of all the, the worship and adoration of God. And so they're singing up there and, and giving, uh, uh, adoring our Lord and giving him uh, um, glory and praise. Uh, that's their job. And so you have three sets of three, and uh, the archangels are, um, and each, each group has like different things they do. Some are in charge of like prayer and worship, and then other ones are in charge of like protection. Some are in charge of the execution of God's providence, uh, carrying out his will. And then some are messengers. And um, archangels are very much uh, oftentimes messengers of God's uh, word. And so St. Um, Michael, it's a fascinating story by, about St. Michael. St. Michael was this, you know, lowly archangel, which, and it, just to be an angel is something absolutely amazing. But he was an archangel, and that's the second to last of all the choirs of angels. So at the very top, he's like all the way down here. And St. Michael, there was... Um, there was some sort of test that happened. We don't know exactly the test that happened to the angels. There was some sort of test of obedience. 
just like there, has, there always has to be an expression of obedience, just like in the Garden of Gethsemane, I mean, in the Garden of Eden, rather. There had to be the tree that you don't touch because you have to be able to express that I want to do what God wants. If you never have a chance to prove that, then do you really love? Do you really obey? There has to be some sort of expression of doing that. Otherwise, we're basically glorified uh, robots. And so there was some test that happened to the angels. We don't know exactly what it was. A lot of theologians speculate that it was a test where God revealed to the angels. Um, Let me back this up for a second. In the very beginning, what were the first words of God in the beginning of the Bible? Does anybody remember? Let there be light. What was that light? Well, that's what a lot of people think. They think it's the sun. But actually, the sun was created on the fourth day. They called it the lamp to govern the day and the lamp to govern the night, the sun and the moon. So when when God said, let there be light, he wasn't talking about the sun and the moon. So what was he talking about? What do you think? Heaven and all the angelic kingdom. The angels and heaven, that was the light of all lights. And the angels were part of that first creation. They're part of the the greatest things that ever exist. Like angels are amazing. It's hard for us to understand angels because, you know, they're spiritual. They don't have a body. We're both bodily. I have my body, but I also have my soul. And for us, it's normal for them to be together. Death is a consequence of sin, and that's where this unnatural thing happens where we get separated from our bodies. That's not the way it's supposed to be. The way it's supposed to be is at the end of, of in the, in the resurrection of all of creation, we're going to get our bodies back, and they're going to be glorified bodies, the best version of you that ever exists. So when you see a glorified body of Father Chad, I'm going to have a full set of hair on top of my head. You probably won't recognize me. It's going to be long and flowing and always blowing in the wind. <laughs> so whatever is the perfect version of you, that's what you're going to have. But angels don't have bodies. But they still see and hear and can interact and do all these amazing things. One angel, and, and if angels had you know, a little pinky t- uh, finger, they would have more power in their little pinky finger than the entire material universe. They're powerful creatures. It's just the very nature of what an angel is. And so the very first thing that God made was the angels, heaven, let there be light. And at some point, there was a test. And they, many think that the test was God revealed to the angels his plan of salvation for us, human beings. That he was actually going to become not an angel, but he was going to incarnate and become a human to save us. And for an angel, like, it's so disproportionate how great an angel is versus how us. 
It would be like me if, if I said to you, you know what, I want to incarnate and become, you know, a frog to save the frogs. You'd be like, why do you want to become a frog for? That's kind of weird and gross. It's kind of how the angels felt when he said, I'm going to save the humans. And so he revealed that and that some of the angels would actually have to serve, actually have to serve the humans. And the, the story goes, and the storyline, you have to carry it through all the Bible. It's revealed in various books of the Bible. It's, uh, it's, um, I'm giving you condensed re Reader's Digest version of it. But the head angel, the highest of all the angels at that point, was Lucifer, son of light, is what that name means. And he said, non serviam, I will not serve. And he did not obey, he was not humble. And he, with one-third of all the angels, God then called St. Michael, the archangel St. Michael, and appointed him to kick Satan, Lucifer, and all those angels out of heaven. And that's what he did. St. Michael's battle cry is, who is like God? And that's when the beginning of hell began. Because those angels um, would not obey, would not serve. So St. Michael is, the archangel St. Michael, is very much an archangel for protection. And if you ever have a fear, call on St. Michael. There's a famous St. Michael prayer. In the Latin Mass, it was said at the end of every Mass. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in this day of battle. Be our safeguard against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan on all the other evil spirits who prowl throughout the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. It's a very famous prayer. And if you're ever afraid, pray it. Raise your hand if you've been afraid in life. That's all of us. <laughs> We need protection, and the archangels are there to help us. They're amazing. You should really pray that prayer on a regular basis. It's a very beautiful prayer, and it's a prayer where we ask St. Michael to deliver us from evil and from any sort of danger. So that's St. Michael. Then you have St. Gabriel. He's the one that brought the message of, uh, to uh, our Blessed Mother that she was going to be the Mother of God. Then St. Raphael is in the Old Testament, and that's a whole other long story. But the angels are there to help us. And, you know, they're very different than us. Not only are they completely spiritual, they learn in a totally different way. Because for you and I, as human beings, when we're first born as a little baby, St. Thomas Aquinas said we're tabula rasa, which means a blank slate. We have to absorb through our senses reality. And then we start learning and absorbing and absorbing and absorbing. Like, what's the whole point of school? In first grade, you're absorbing and learning through your senses. 
touch and sight, and, and then your mind, you combine it all together, and then you learn from first grade to second grade to third grade to fourth grade. You're constantly absorbing it all. An angel's not like that. An angel, they don't, have, they don't have to go to angel school. An angel, from the moment that they're created, they know everything that they can know. Now, they don't know everything because they're not God, and there's different choirs of angels, like I said, but they don't have to go to angel school. They know everything they can from the moment they, they, they existed. And then they know, like, in different ways than we know. Because, like, you know, like, for us, we can only focus on one aspect. Like, we can focus on, let's say, um, like, a, like a map. You can look at a map of the entire globe or, like, the entire United States, but you can't look at that and then, like, the street-by-street street breakdown at the same time. You have to look at one or the other. Angels can see both at the same time. They're different. They're very powerful. And that's what that first creation was, let there be light. But the great thing, and what I want to conclude with this about angels is, everybody has a specific angel assigned to you. That's called the guardian angel. That's the last of the, of the choirs of angels. Now, just because they're last doesn't mean they're, you know, weak or poor or anything like that. They're still super awesome. And when you were born, when you were created, the moment of your conception, God assigned an angel to you. Now, you don't see him with these eyes, just like you can't see your own soul. Just like you can't see love, but it still exists. You have a guardian angel. And the whole job of your guardian angel is to protect you and try to get you to heaven. It's one of the best friends you ever have. It's really important, number one, to give thanks to God for that every single day, but also to have a relationship with that guardian angel. He's your best buddy. When you're afraid or you don't know what to do, talk to your guardian angel. And again, obviously, just like prayer, it's not like you're going to hear in your ear like the words I'm speaking right now. But your guardian angel will protect you. I know that when we get up to heaven, we're going to see all these moments where, you know, coincidentally, something really tragic didn't happen to me. That's your guardian angel. It's not coincidence. And the more that you have this awareness and have this communication with your guardian angel, you've got one really powerful friend. And so today, let's follow the lessons of the archangels. Today, let's be humble like St. Michael, to be humble and ready to serve, to carry out God's word. But most importantly, let's begin this friendship with our guardian angel. Talk to your guardian angel. It's like you talk to God in prayer. Ask for his help when you're afraid. When you have a difficult moment in life, pray the St. Michael prayer. If you don't know the St. Michael prayer, maybe that's the prayer that the classroom should be doing every day. It's a very beautiful and traditional prayer. Because our angels are our friends. They're there to protect us and get us to heaven. And it's one of the best friends you'll ever have. So let's give thanks to God for our guardian angels in this Mass. And let's try to have a deeper friendship with him, with him or her. I, that's a whole other thing. Angels don't really have gender because they don't have a body. They're just angels. So pray to your angel and, and thank the Lord for the gift of such a wonderful friend.